Hello, everyone. I'm Daniela Diaz, CNN reporter covering Capitol Hill, and for David Chalian, and this is the CNN Political Briefing. This week, Congress shifted their focus back to passing a coronavirus relief bill. President Joe Biden made his case for the bill during CNN's town hall. Now's the time we should be spending. Now's the time to go big. We have over 10 million people unemployed. We need unemployment insurance. You'd see in the last six months, people lining up in their automobiles for an hour or for as far as you could see to get a bag of food. What, I mean, this is the United States of America, for God's sake. Time is of the essence as an estimated 11.4 million workers will lose their unemployment benefits between mid-March and mid-April unless Congress acts. So today we're going to unpack Biden's plan, break down the sticking points for each side, and explain what will need to happen for the bill to pass. Even before taking the oath of office, President Biden laid out his $1.9 trillion emergency COVID relief plan. Tonight, I'll lay out my first step, the American Rescue Plan that will tackle the pandemic and get direct financial assistance and relief to Americans who need it the most. So what are the key parts of the plan? And how does it differ from the relief passed under President Trump? Well, for starters, it has bigger stimulus checks, more aid for the unemployed and those facing eviction, additional support for small businesses, states, and local governments, and increased funding for vaccinations and testing. It's not about the money. It's about in order to do everything from open schools as we should to make sure that we're generating income for people who are in real trouble. It's about how much it costs. The federal government has to chip in, make sure we get this done. The version of the plan in the House right now would provide direct payments worth of $1,400 per person. A family of four could receive up to $5,600. Individuals earning less than $75,000 a year and married couples earning less than $150,000 a year would be sent the full amount. It will get immediate relief, including $1,400 checks to those who need it. This bill would also increase the boost the jobless received to $400 a week from the $300 a week passed in December. The plan also extends the payments along with two key pandemic unemployment programs and federal eviction moratorium and mortgage protections through September. The plan provides an additional $25 billion in rental assistance for low- and moderate-income households who have lost jobs during the pandemic, plus money to help with utility bills. The legislation, as of now, would increase the federal minimum wage to $15 an hour in stages by 2025 a big sticking point that we'll talk about later. The House bill provides a lot of funding to combat the virus. It includes $14 billion for vaccines and also $46 billion for testing, contact tracing, and mitigation, and $7.6 billion to hire 100,000 public health workers to support the coronavirus response. Plus, it would invest $25 billion in addressing health disparities and protecting vulnerable populations. I know that's a lot, but trust me, the bill includes even more that we don't have time to cover right now. Here's the deal. Republicans are not on board with Biden's $1.9 trillion plan. They argue the price tag is too high and the bill should be more targeted. They also object to the minimum wage hike and add that Democrats are pushing for way too much in state and local aid. Even though we are still pushing out $900 billion in relief that Congress passed less than two months ago, 
even though a group of Senate Republicans met with President Biden to discuss bipartisan avenues for hundreds of billions of dollars more, Washington Democrats have decided they want to go it alone. Biden needs all 50 Democratic senators to sign on to this plan because they're planning to pass it using what's called budget reconciliation, which allows them to pass it with just a simple majority in the Senate. But the main part of this legislation that's drawn concern from some moderate Democrats is the proposal to increase the minimum wage to $15 an hour. Two Democratic senators, West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin and Arizona Senator Kirsten Sinema, have both said they oppose including this minimum wage increase in the bill. Manchin told CNN this week he would fight to protect the bird rule come hell or high water. That's a rule that says proposals in a budget reconciliation bill must have a direct impact on the budget. I'm on board by helping people that need help, people that really can't make it, people that don't have a job. They can't put food on their table. Democrats on key committees have begun consulting with the Senate parliamentarian about whether the minimum wage provision will meet the rules required through reconciliation. That seems to put Democrats out of luck when it comes to passing the bill with the minimum wage. Biden himself has said he doesn't think it will be in the final bill, even though he believes it's important. This is what Press Secretary Jen Psaki said about this very issue. We will let that process see itself through. It's not even to the Senate yet, um, and it will move its way through the Senate process and uh, hopefully soon, but I'm not going to get ahead of the process in Congress. But independent Senator Bernie Sanders, who is now the chair of the Senate Budget Committee, has made clear he is trying to figure out how to make this feasible. We are going to make our case to the parliamentarian that we absolutely believe that raising the minimum wage to $15 an hour is consistent with the rules of the Senate and the reconciliation process. So I'm going to fight as hard as I can. And I believe that we will succeed in including the minimum wage in the reconciliation bill. How Biden handles these negotiations, whether he gives in to moderates or tries to ram the minimum wage increase through, seems to be the bill's main hurdle right now. So what are the next steps Congress needs to follow in order to meet the March deadline? First, the House Budget Committee has announced a Monday vote to piece together the massive $1.9 trillion plan. Then the Rules Committee will meet to determine the procedures governing debate over the package before the COVID relief bill heads to the floor later next week. Then the Senate will need to pull together and vote on its own version of the bill. The two chambers must then reconcile their differences in the two bills before a final bill is sent to Biden's desk. And Biden's hoping all of that can happen before those 11.4 million workers lose their unemployment benefits in mid-March. There are sure to be a lot more speed bumps along the road, but right now, this is the number one thing on everyone's agenda in Washington. That's it for today's special edition of the CNN Political Briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And please take a moment and be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. CNN Political Briefing is a production of CNN Audio. Megan Marcus is our executive producer, and Haley Thomas is our senior producer. Raj Makija is our senior production manager. Our episodes are produced by Will Cadigan, David Toledo, and engineered by Francisco Monroy. I'm Daniela Diaz. David Chalian will be back on Monday.